Welcome to another audio podcast from Christchurch Christian Centre.org. Now, I'm not going to talk for very long because time's ticking by, and to, um, but I want to just say a little bit, first of all, about Paul. Who was it that was writing? He says three things about himself. First of all, he is called by God. Second, he is called to be an apostle. And thirdly, it's by the will of God that he's writing. And it's not just Paul, it's Sosthenes. And we read about Sosthenes in, uh, 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 in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18. He was the replacement leader of the synagogue. Didn't last long because he became a believer too. And uh, presumably, like the others, got kicked out of the synagogue. But Paul was asserting his authority because of the problems that he writes about in Corinthians. In other words, he's saying he has an anointing and a calling from God, and he is writing to them. And who is he writing to? The Church of God in Corinth. And I explained last week what a key location it was right on the isthmus, going down onto the Peloponnese, Achaia, as it was known then. And um, so that anyone who was going down southwest from Athens would have to go through Corinth. It was a key location for the preaching of the gospel. But he's writing to the church of God in that place. Those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be holy. Now that's amazing, isn't it? Sanctified, set aside, taken out of the world. It says elsewhere in the scriptures, we are in the world but not of it. We don't have the same values as those who are in the world. We have different values. We have values that are based on the love of God, on the grace of God and of the fellowship that we have in Christ. Sanctified in Christ Jesus. He is the focus from start to finish. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Without him we have nothing. He came to earth, he died on the cross, he rose again, he secured the victory over death for us, and he sent his Holy Spirit that we might indeed be empowered to live the life that God has chosen for us. Sanctified in Christ Jesus. Not just being set aside from the world, not just taken out of the world in a vacuum, but in Christ Jesus. He is in you. He is what makes you distinctive. And we are called to be holy. Holy means to be without sin, to be pure, we, we can aspire to that. We can never attain it in perfection. But God helps us. God leads us and guides us. When we face issues, he helps us resolve them. But Paul is not just writing to the church at Corinth. He is writing together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, come on. I can hardly hear that. Goodness me. Wow. You mice or men. 
Do you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Amen. Because this is written to you and me. And that's exciting. That really is exciting. You know, we read all the other epistles uh, and they are written to us. They are written for our benefit and our blessing. But this one here, he says, with, with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. And I have to tell you, you can be in darkness today and be reading this and God is speaking to you. You can be in as a refugee or they're still there they live in their basements because it's too safe to live upstairs because of all the bombing and the violence but they're still there you can be in a prison camp and you may have the word of God this is written to them or in many other countries but also in all the free countries of the world it's written you can go to Canada, New Zealand, Australia, America Western Europe or the whole of Europe this is written to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and what an encouragement this is grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace and peace grace and peace That's what Paul wishes God's people, there in Corinth and here, God's grace and God's peace in your life. God's grace comes to us freely from Jesus. You know the acronym for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. He died on the cross. He changes our lives. It's not what we do, it's what we have received and peace we can have the peace of God in our lives we may have turmoil in our lives we may have problems we may have burdens we may have anxieties we may have things that we can't resolve we may have worries but in it all we can have God's peace he wants you to have God's peace in your life whatever your personal circumstances are God wants us to have his peace. The peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's an amazing thing, the peace of God. Billy Graham wrote that book, didn't he? Peace with God, that was the title, many years ago. Very well known, a much read book by many, many people. But he wrote it because many people don't have peace in their hearts. Many people live their lives in turmoil. But if they haven't got Jesus, they have no resolution. But if they have Jesus, he can change the turmoil and give you that peace. Paul says he thanks God for these Christians in Corinth. Now, if you turn the pages, we're not going to look at the other pages of the Corinthians, but it was a church that had more problems than any of the other churches that he wrote to. There was more variety in the problems. There were all kinds of things. There was 
division, there, was, there were factions, there was strife, there was immorality, there was all kinds of things, there was disorder in the worship, all those kind of things Paul addresses in this letter. And he says, I always thank God for you. I think that's amazing. We have to actually think think the way the Lord wants us to think. God wants us to give thanks. I want to thank God for each one of you here this morning. That God has brought you here. I want to thank God that whoever you are, whatever your circumstances, whatever your rough corners may be, I want to thank God for you. Because God has touched your lives. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. That's an amazing thing. And Paul is just so positive. When I did my MVQ3 in management, one of the things we had to learn was how to tell people off in a way that encouraged them. (laughs) You know... You're in a care home, and, and someone's doing someone's care, and they're not wearing rubber gloves. And it's all about infection control and not passing things on. And it's a very straightforward procedure, but it happens. And you have to sit down with them and tell them they're not doing it right. Okay? The first thing you do is you say something positive to encourage And then you get the bad bit in the middle. And then you say something else to encourage them. You know, you're doing this, this and this right. But unfortunately, you should have worn gloves to do that. And then you have to understand that this will be a blessing to others. Because they won't catch this, that and the other. Now that's the sandwich. And Paul starts off with thanksgiving. Because there are are several sandwiches in this letter. Uh, In between the the, the telling off bits, uh, there are the encouraging bits as well. And Paul started off, I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched. Have you been enriched because of Jesus in your life? That's a bit better than the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we've all been enriched in one way or another. And for each one of us, we have a testimony because that enrichment comes a different way for each one of us. Because we need enrichment in different areas or in different ways. But in him you have been enriched in every way, in your speaking and in your knowledge. Before I gave my life to Christ... The foul language that I used, you would not believe. I never did that at home because I knew I'd get a beating. But when I was at school, I was among the worst. I used to create, take great delight in, in, in being shocking. I was only 13. But no, believe you me, I knew all the bad words. God enriched me and took away that. He washed my mouth clean. He enriched me. In all your speaking, 
and in all your knowledge. Our knowledge has to be enriched. You know, in the internet age, you can be enriched with all kinds of knowledge. Knowledge of good things and bad things. You turn on your computer and you can Google this, that and the other, and you can get it instantly on the screen. And you can Google and get bad things, you can Google and get good things. You can get Google things that are going to be negative influences on your life, or Google things that are going to be a blessing to you. You can Google for information. I knew last night that if I hadn't had the television on to hear the news about what had happened in, um, in, in Paris... I could have Googled it and got it up on any of the news websites. It was there instantly. And of course we have Twitter and Facebook and all those things as well. And the information's there, for better or for worse. But Paul goes on to say, therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Mark preached Sunday evening about the second coming of Christ. And we are waiting for Jesus to come. And he talks here about that briefly. You do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He's coming again. He's going to come back and take his people to be with him. The nuts and bolts of how that will happen, when, where, and all the rest of it, that's in his hands. But we know that he is coming and we wait for him and he wants us. Paul says he will keep you strong to the end so that when he comes you will be blameless, that you will be there. And he ends with this, God who has called you into his fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord is faithful. God is faithful. Faithful. Now we can experience that where we are right now. We can experience God's faithfulness. Now faithful is is a process and not a state. You can't just be in a state of faithfulness. God is faithful. It means that it's a continuing thing. And as we walk through life, God is faithful with us. And he calls us to be faithful to him. God's faithfulness is something to be treasured and to be enjoyed and to be a blessing. I just wanted to share with you this morning that God gives thanks for you, for who you are, for what he has done in your lives and he wants us to be thankful for one another. Paul wrote that as well. And Paul gave thanks to this church in Corinth. And he was thankful, not because they were perfect, but because they had the touch of God upon their lives. Because they had received the grace of God. And that is an encouragement for us as well. And I want you to be encouraged this morning. Because he is with us. He is a faithful God. And we are called to be faithful to him. Amen.